is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Yeah, I Said It. As you can see or hear, this is not Lance Williams coming at you this week. This is Behind the Steel Curtain Deputy Editor Dave Schofield filling in for Lance tonight as he unfortunately is held up with some work engagements that would not allow him to do the show tonight. So instead, unfortunately, you've got me, but here I know sometime in the next couple of months, I'm going to be away on a Tuesday night with the Steeler Stat Geek, and Lance is dying to fill in on that show sometime. So uh, hopefully we can even convince it and set it up that uh, Big Brosco can join him as well, and the two of them can do that sometime when I'm unable to go. So we did a little swap, and tonight you get Dave. For a topic that Lance picked, he picked the headline, he picked the topic, and thank goodness it's right in my wheelhouse because we're going to be doing some talking about the offensive line, and luckily this is a topic that Lance and I agree upon because the last thing I want to do is come on here and try to make Lance's argument if that's not what I personally feel, but in this case, I'm saying, nah, we got this. Uh, Dragon Jay-Z, he did not leave me any notes. He gave me a headline, but I know what he's thinking. I, I have a feeling, you know, Lance and I, we kind of have this, this connection. It's funny because sometimes, uh, we kind of give it to each other a little bit back and forth on text messages when we're, uh, 
communicating as the as the podcasters um and some various things like even even tonight i was we were going back and forth a little bit with some of the issues with the collective bargaining agreement uh and which is something where you know what i was going to wait till maybe we talk a little bit of the offensive line maybe we'll touch on this first because it's going to come into play with some stuff going on with the offensive line so uh yeah i know i'm starting this a little bit early because i'm a i'm an east coast guy lance is a west coast guy i know sometimes he's on that west west coast time frame but uh it's already 9.30 here in the East if you're joining us live. Um, so it's I got to do this before bedtime. So today there was some news with the, with the NFL and the process with the collective bargaining agreement. We found out yesterday that the NFL owners came up with an official proposal that they sent to the players. And the understanding was this was going to be the only proposal that they got this off season. Now, some people were taking this the wrong way. Now you could take it the way most people thought it was coming, but this is, this is kind of what was going on with this a little bit that some people weren't realizing. They're like, Oh, well, the owners just came up. They gave them one simple deal and said, take or leave it. Or, or we're walking that that's not the case at all. They've been working on this for a long time. Uh, Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk had an article on that this morning about this has been a deal that they've been negotiating back and forth for a long time. So this is not a first draft. This is the first actual proposal that was sent for review to actually be voted upon. It is definitely, definitely not a first draft. So then the the way it works then is the player reps look at it, vote on it. And they need a two-thirds vote in order to then send it to the players for a majority vote. The owners needed needed a three-quarter vote, and they got it, but it was also reported that it was not unanimous. Don't know who did not vote for it. To me, the fact that some owners wouldn't vote for it seems like maybe it might be a deal worth for the players worth looking looking at because you don't want a deal where where both sides are completely happy. And there's already been some players that have voiced some some opinions. Some of them might not even be completely informed opinions because I'm going to say this. If you want to hear anything from a Steelers player about the CBA, there's one person to listen to, and he is still on the roster as of now, and that is Ramon Foster as the player rep because as the player rep, he has the information better than anybody else as to what they were working on, what things they were asked they asked for what things they were conceding. It's a give and take. Both sides should not feel completely confident in this deal because that's how you find middle ground. So the owner sent it. The reps didn't, they did not meet in person. They were supposed to meet in Washington, DC, but they decided instead to do a conference call. And apparently it was quite lengthy and a lot of discussion. And they did not, they decided to not vote on this proposal. I think they're that's not necessarily a bad thing because if they knew this proposal was nowhere close, they would just vote it down and be done. If they think if there's a one or two little tweaks that could be done and say, Hey, we'll, we'll give on this. If you give on this and this would make it better for everybody, but, but I don't think we're going to pass it. Otherwise that might be what's going on, but they are a little bit up against the clock. And the reason they're up against the clock it's not a self-imposed deadline by the owners. There's there's a point to this. 
the NFL Combine is next week. But probably more important with all of this is next Tuesday is the first day that teams can designate a player under the franchise or transition tag. And if they're exercising that option, this year, because it's in the final year of a CBA, you can actually use both tags. Uh, you can't do two people under one tag, but you could do a franchise and a transition tag. It's just part of the writing in the final year of a CBA. Teams would need to know that before that period starts, or teams might have to hold off until the end of that period, which ends, I'm pretty sure, March 10th um, is the final day for them to say to use the franchise or transition tag on a player. You got to know if you have two. You've also got to know if you can restructure contracts in the normal way that they can in the NFL and not be governed by this 30% rule that goes into effect the final year of a CBA. So if teams are going to conduct business and they're going to have to make decisions of, do we move on from a player because we need to cut money in order to franchise somebody else? They've got to know these things. So that's why they're, they got to have it ready by the 18th, but they really need to know how this year's going to work. How are they going to be able to do business? Is a really good is a really good thing to know there. So that's why they have this deadline. Now, some people were concerned about this. I know I was trying to get people to answer my question. What what are the owners gaining in this CBA versus the last CBA other than the 17 game schedule? And I, I haven't been able to find anyone that can answer that question for me. Now, there's a lot of stuff the players are getting. Now, this might have also been stuff that the owners put in just because they thought it was better, but people judge it as the players getting. Like there's decreased penalties for um, for drug tests. Some things won't be tested at all. A lot of people think that has to do with the 17 game. I don't think it does if, if, you, if you follow uh, Ramon Foster. There's other things involved there. They upped the minimum contract significantly. That is a big deal for the majority of the NFL. Now, I know the superstars that are making the big contracts, that doesn't mean anything, but they're not the majority of the NFL. Having that minimum contract go up is a big deal. They would add two more roster spots to the, to the active roster. You'd still have seven inactives. I know some people were saying, well, why bother with the inactives? I think that inactives is, a, is better for the players because those players still get paid, but there might be a player who feels like they have to play through injury to give them the most players possible. But when you're going to have seven people inactive anyway, they're like, you know what? You're, you really need to get this injury fixed. We're just going to put you as one of our inactives. To me, I think that would make middle of the road players have to play more than they would otherwise if they don't have this. And it's just meant to try to make it fair. If one team's dealing with five injuries and one's dealing with one that, by having seven inactives, it, it makes it even. That's the reasoning behind it. So there's there's things as that. I don't know if I said it or not. Two more practice squad players. Uh, the the players are still getting a higher percentage of the revenue. It's still not up to 50%, but it's creeping there. Um, so there's a lot of things out there and a lot of misinformation as well. A lot of people are really, um, really sticking on some language that's written in there about how players would be paid for that 17th game. And the way that they're, and I was even mentioning this with Lance, I'm like, that's not all right with, with when you look at things. What, what they're trying to do is make sure that someone who signed, let's say somebody signed a six-year deal last offseason, 
And that deal carries them into the period, which could be as early as 2022 or as late as 2024, depending on how they work it out, of when the NFL would go to a 17th game. If someone signed that de- a six-year deal then, they're going to start playing 17 games on the contract that they signed when there wasn't even a, a thought of 17 games. So what they said, they, they, they put in the players must be compensated for that 17th game if they're operating under a contract before that took place before the CBA was signed. Now, how many players is this going to affect? It depends on when they decide to implement this, this 17 games. But let's say, for example, if they sign a new CBA, one of the players the Steelers would probably extend is who I'm sporting here. If you're seeing live on YouTube, is uh, one Cameron Hayward. If they if they give Cameron Hayward a, a new contract, guess what? It's going to have in it. It's going to have the language that says how his how his salary would change when the NFL goes to a 17 game schedule. If they agree on this, so really. That thing that people are saying, oh, well, that 250000 per game cap isn't enough. Well, and, and the other thing it's doing, and honestly, this is probably one thing that would be better for the owners, is it's giving players with big, long contracts an incentive to look for an extension or you know redo their contract in one way or another because it should even happen in possibly even a restructure. You could include something in there where anything that's done new, then you're laying, oh, well, here's how the salary will lay out if a game is added. That's just going to have to go in every contract from here on out. So for people that are making a really big deal out of that, I don't know that they've completely thought it through. So lots of other things on the table with that CBA. We'll see how it plays out over the next few days. It would be a really good thing for Steelers and Steeler fans if there's a new collective bargaining agreement. And we're going to roll this into the offensive line because right now the Steelers are so much up against the salary cap. What they would do in years past is restructure some contracts, but because of this 30% rule in the final year of a CBA, you can't have a contract that goes up or down 30% in each of the years that's still remaining because the Steelers would say, Hey, we'll just take a big contract will pay and when they restructure they're not you no know, players don't get less money so that's a misconception that's out there sometimes too they don't get less money they are going to get paid but instead of being paid each week as a yearly salary they're getting it all up front as a signing bonus which also really helps because you know they're not going to cut you when you don't get the rest of your paycheck so it's better for the players you get all your money all but like the the minimum or just above it in a, in a signing bonus that what that helps the team is that then spreads out that value over later years in your contract, which helps you get some, get some money now. So that's going to help because if we, when we look at these O-line numbers, there are, there is one key player to this offensive line that is not currently under contract with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And according to Pro Football Focus, which is, I know, something Lance was trying to look up to get stuff with the offensive line, he is the highest-ranked offensive lineman from 2019 on the Steelers, and that is one Matt Filer. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. He was ranked the 20th best tackle in the NFL, and he had the highest overall score of any of the starters for the for the Steelers of a, a score of 75.2 through Pro Football Focus. Now, with the exception of reserve Zach Banner, every single offensive lineman on the Steelers has a higher passer rating, pa- passing pass blocking grade than run blocking grade because that's how the Steelers are set up. They are their their overall team grade for 2019 was ninth overall, but third in pass blocking, only behind the Ravens and the Saints. So the Steelers are set up to be a pass blocking offensive line. And with the quarterback situation that they had in 2019, they were not a big pass offense as much as they could be. So that's why it also seemed as if the offensive line struggled. So you got Matt Filer, who's a restricted free agent. And we talked about it last night on the Steelers preview as to what the Steelers should do with him with offering him a tender and what round and everything. We kind of came to a consensus that it would be good to, to offer him a second round tender, which means he could go out and find another deal and the Steelers would have a right, would have the, I guess, right to match that deal. But if they chose not to, that other team would have to give up a second round draft pick to the Steelers in the following draft. Now you're like, well, why wouldn't you then just put a first round tender on him and get a first round pick? Well, because based on what tender you give them, that's what their salary is if they sign that tender to then play under it. It's a six million and something for a first round tender, and it's oh, it's like three and a half million for a second round tender. So the question is, do the Steelers want to, could they, or would they want to pay Matt Filer $6 million next year? Or do they think, hey, we could, we, we're fine with the three, three and a half. So that's the situation with Filer. Not only was he the highest ranked Pittsburgh Steelers offensive lineman last year, he is also the only one of the starters who is under 30 years old. So that's the other issue with this Steelers offensive line is they are getting up there in age. So, I mean, Matt, Matt Filer, he's the youngest. He's 27. Believe it or not, um, the, the, the next three are Villanueva, DeCastro, and Pouncey are all 31. DeCastro just turned 31 in January. And uh, Ramon Foster, who many people have feel like the Steelers are going to move on from this offseason. He's 35, and that's part that's part of the problem. So the Steelers could save four million dollars against the calorie sap, calorie sap, salary cap. There comes my dyslexia coming in on me. Um four million dollars they could save to have to release a 35-year-old lineman. I know I, I I love Ramon Foster, big ragu. He did take a step backwards last year, but you know Age is no man's friend in most cases. <laughs> so that's one of the issues going on there. 
So you, uh, the next ranked Steelers offensive lineman was David DeCastro, who had a 71.0 overall rating from Pro Football Focus, which had him as the 15th best guard. Uh, he did have a higher passer rating than Matt Filer, but not as high on on the run on the run blocking. When I say passer rating for offensive line, I mean pass blocking. Sorry, I'm just so used to saying that. Um, then, okay, wait a second. That I was incorrect when I said DeCastro was next. He had the he had the highest rank of any of anyone for where for at his position with 15th. But score Alejandro Villanueva actually scored higher overall with 74.0 from pro football focus. And he was the 24th best tackle. Um, He did struggle at various times, but there was also a lot of times where he was doing a great job where people just don't notice it because that's what happens on the offensive line. You generally only see people when they're doing something that you don't want to see. Um, Unfortunately, we saw an awful lot of that from Marquise Pouncey this past year. He was the 36th ranked center. And remember each team only has one center. So that means there are people, there are teams that had more than one center on their team that ranked higher than Marquise Pouncey last year. In fact, BJ Finney ranked higher as a center than Marquise Pouncey. He was the 32nd best center. So Pouncey took a step backwards, but, and he's 31, but I also don't know that it's the time to move on from him as well. Um, I, I think he's kind of linked to Ben in a lot of ways. The Steelers could save $5 million on the cap if they if they moved on from Pouncey this year. They'd also save $5 million if they moved on from Villanueva. But I don't know that they have an answer at those positions with B.J. Finney also being an unrestricted free agent. So that's where they stand. You also have Chooks Okorafor who ranked pretty decent in his one game that that he played and he started. The only other offensive lineman that the Steelers have that they finished the season with was the very last week of the season. They promoted J.C. Hassenauer up to be the backup center because Marquise Pouncey was injured. He's still with the team. They lost Patrick Morris to waivers when they brought him up when Pouncey was suspended and then tried to move him back. Um, He didn't clear waivers. They released Fred Johnson during the season because they had some other injury moves going on, and I'm pretty sure they were going to they were hoping to get him to the practice squad. He got picked up on waivers by the Cincinnati Bengals. So some of that, then the Steelers at the beginning of the season because they weren't going to be able to keep him around, traded Gerald Hawkins because they had this great amount of depth on the offensive line, and then now all of a sudden between not having those guys and not having a couple, well, not just two free agents, a restricted in Matt Filer and an unrestricted in B.J. Finney, offensive line is is becoming a need that they just need to fill just to have people. But do they need new offensive linemen? And as Lance said, that at the time to rebuild the offensive line is now? Yes, they need to draft at least – one offensive lineman in 2020. I would even like to see them draft more than one. Now, do they have to do it with their with their highest pick? It doesn't have to be. If the right guard or center is there for the taking when the draft gets there for the Steelers in the second round, absolutely. That is one of those positions 
that I would like to see that if the best available is at is an offensive lineman, then the Steelers need to need to jump on them. They also need to start looking for mid-round value that they need to find in order to help with the offensive line. Because last year they they invested a seventh round pick in the offensive line in Derwin Gray, and that was it. The year before, it was the third round pick of Chuksa Korfor. Uh, but the last time the Steelers used a used a high draft pick on an offensive lineman was David. I mean, when they did have David DeCastro when he was a first rounder. So it's been a long time. They had to spend a lot of draft capital to rebuild that offensive line. Then they had that offensive line for a while. Then they kind of got away from investing in it so much because they needed to fill other places, especially with their defense. Now that the defense is looking much better in 2019, they need to get back to that offensive line because being a part of that line, they, they have the money invested in it. It's, it's one of the, other than quarterback, if you were to look at last year's salary cap, and the average cap number for the for the number for the players at the position, offensive line was second on the offense behind quarterback. It was ahead of running back, wide receiver, tight end. It was also more than everything on the defense except for the defensive line because you had the big contracts of Cam Hayward and stuff onto it. So the Steelers have invested the money there. They, they have. So now they they need to realize that the turnover is going to start happening. So they need to get some new young blood into there. So this year it is it is important. I would say the Steelers have a have officially have a second round pick and two fourth round picks. And they are projected to get a third round compensatory draft pick. Hopefully that comes through. So if you're talking having four picks in the first four rounds, one of them's got to be somewhere on the offensive line. One of them's got to be because the Steelers picked up an extra fourth round pick from Miami. They traded their fifth for a fourth for Miami. Um, I've been getting conflicting reports about which pick for Miami it was because Miami had their own pick towards the towards the beginning of the round, but Miami also had Tennessee's pick towards the end of the round. And uh, it, there's a good possibility that the pick the Steelers got was the pick that Miami got from Tennessee. So Steelers also got to do what they've been doing with the offensive line and seeing about are these are there undrafted guys out there that we can bring in and can be great players for us? I mean, look at the offensive line this past year. You had two first-round picks and three undrafted free agents in Villanueva, Foster, Filer. So you and their number one backup was also undrafted in BJ Finney. So that's where they got their guys, and they found gems there. Now, they also had an offensive line guru that was known for finding gems at, with Mike Munchak, who is no longer with the Steelers. So finding those gems might not be as easy as they once were, but we'll see. But they've at least got to take the shot. They had found some good ones last year. Fred Johnson looked to be a great undrafted free agent pickup, played wonderful in the in the preseason, so much so the Steelers want, didn't even want to expose him for other people to grab him, kept the extra offensive lineman. Now he wasn't active on game days, but he was that that meant that he was an important part of the team to still get that salary, but then they lost him when they when they tried to. So 
Um, Reginald just said there that it's the Titans pick. That's what I've been led to believe, but I can't find any source that definitively says that it's that Titans pick. So, um, people are still busted on me for saying calorie sap instead of salary cap. Uh, that's just one of those things I do. What I can't believe is I actually caught myself saying it. So, um, um, hopefully I, I, I'm not embarrassing Lance with, with things of that sort. So how would how would Steelers Nation feel if they used the first round draft? Well, not first round draft, their their first draft pick, which comes in the second round, on an offensive lineman. It's not always that flashy pick. But what do you think? I'm gonna go ahead and, and look over, look into the live chat and and see what you all think. What what do the Steelers need to do in this year's draft when it comes to the offensive line? Is it something they need to do? Is it their number one highest priority? Is it a pretty good priority, but just make sure you address it somewhat early? Or is it, ah, just wait and see. They'll figure out something. So uh, people are saying I'm saying calorie sap because I've been losing a little bit of weight. Yeah, well, some, some. Um, uh, there was a question from Vodka Drinker. I'm going to bring this up here. He said, he said, uh, what kind of tender was it with Moncrief? Um, with we had to cut him by 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 week ten to get the comp pick. Um, and do we have any of our free agents that apply to that role? That that wasn't that wasn't a a, a tender or unrestricted or I'm sorry a restricted free agent tender or an exclusive right to tender. That was with Moncrief. That was signing an an unrestricted free agent, and the compensatory formula comes down to how many free agents. Did you unrestricted free agents? Did you lose that you had the year before versus how many did you sign from somewhere else? And if you lose more than you sign, then you are eligible for a compensatory draft pick. And the Steelers lost three players in the 2019 offseason that qualified as unrestricted free agents towards the compensatory formula. They lost Le'Veon Bell. They lost Jesse James. They lost LJ Fort. They signed two that counted in Steven Nelson and Dante Moncrief. Mark Barron did not count because he was not an unrestricted free agent. He was released by his previous team. So once that happened, and these are unrestricted free agents that are signed through, I think the second Tuesday after the draft is when it stops. But unfortunately, the way the rule works is if teams don't keep these guys and they release them, then they don't count in the formula anymore. Uh, I kind of think that's a raw deal because LJ Fort was cut by the Eagles, but then he was in, then he was picked up by the Ravens. So it's not like he wasn't playing anywhere, uh, but he didn't count in the formula for the Steelers anymore. So they didn't have a net loss. So in order to, to end up having a net loss, they had to get rid of either Steven Nelson, who that would be completely foolish because right now that signing looks brilliant, or Dante Moncrief. So with all the struggles he was having, the Steelers moved on from Dante Moncrief, which then put them back um, into where where they could be eligible for that comp pick. And it's projected to be the third round because uh, Steven Nelson's contract wasn't big enough to cancel Le'Veon Bell, so it cancels the next one down, which would be Jesse James. And then, therefore, the Steelers should be compensated for 
for um, the loss of Le'Veon Bell projected at a third round pick. There's some other parts. They don't, they don't, the NFL does not disclose what the exact compensatory formula is, but uh, they have a breakdown of this on, on overthecap.com. You can look at it and how they cancel. Um, and they do a really nice job over there. So I do want to say at this time, I didn't give the shouts at shout outs like Lance always do to all the fellow podcasters. I do want to thank Lance for uh, letting me fill in tonight and for him filling in for me whenever I'm going to need it. Always got to thank uh, Jeff Hartman. Uh, the big boss man is what I've been calling him. The guy that keeps all this together and runs the the site of behind the steel curtain.com, which you need to check out. If you don't, it's your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers uh, with, you know, eight to 10 articles a day, even in the off season, all the, all your, you know, commentary, breaking news, various different things going on there. Uh, also Brian Anthony Davis and Tony Defio, those guys that uh, whatever they decide to call their Monday night show each week, we'll see what it is from week to week. And uh, of course, my 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 big brother Rich, who helps me out on the Steeler Stat Geek, and uh, I think I hit all the podcasters now. But make sure you're also checking out the website. Also, if you want to, we've got a few minutes left here. If you had a question or anything about something with the offensive line or with the CBA or with the compensatory draft, and you wanted to to do that, you could use the super chat feature where you type in that that question and you hit the dollar sign and donate any amount you want to the show. And I'll make sure that I bring that up before the end of the show. Uh, but like I said, we only got about five minutes or so left here. But if nothing else, make sure you go in, like the video, like, give a good rating of the podcast, whatever form you're doing, you're doing. And make sure if, even if you don't watch on YouTube, go in and subscribe to the channel because it just, it, it just helps us out. So it is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um. Yes, overthecap.com is where you want to look there, um, vodka drinker. So I'm just going to see if anyone had any any comments here about the offensive line or anything else here in the chat. I just started looking at the end of it. Um, here we go. King David 22 says, if there is an O-lineman that they really like available in the second round, take them. Okay. Um, he has a, has an idea of what they'd like to do for linebacker and trade Baron. I don't know that they would trade Baron as much as they would release him because, um, he could really help them out with their salary cap situation. Um, just if, um, if they release him on, I can't remember the exact number, but I know it's at least $5 million. I'm, I'm, it's even more. I had it written down, but it's in my other notebook, which I don't have in front of me. So, um, some, 
some interesting stuff there. I I think offensive line. I I do mock draft Monday for the website every week, and I keep looking at all these mock drafts. And what I have not found yet is anybody having the Steelers taking an offensive lineman. They have them taking quarterbacks in some of these mock drafts because these people aren't really in tune with what's going on with the Steelers. But I don't know that there's a great quarterback that's really going to help the team in the second round as much as something else would. And I'm really surprised that no one's had them taking an offensive lineman. So uh, another one from, from Vodka Dream. So it sounds like we got royally screwed on Fort. Yeah, I actually brought this up in an article last May about there's this just just to do it that you know there's this little thing in the in in the way stuff set up with the compensatory draft that the Steelers they're not guaranteed to get this pick because if if the and who I targeted was if the Eagles released LJ for it because Jesse James wasn't going to get released from the from the Lions because it would have cost them money to 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 cut him and same with Le'Veon Bell. So Fort was the only person who actually made sense. And the Eagles, part of the reason they did it is that allowed them to get another, be eligible for another comp pick, which just doesn't seem right. So I brought up this article back last May. I said, if LJ Ford doesn't stick with the Eagles, are Steeler fans willing to give up on Dante Moncrief to keep the comp pick? And I was over, first of all, I was told, why are you even talking about this? this the, the chances of this are so small and that it ends up happening. Um, but everyone's saying, oh, no, you know, Mon, Mon, Moncrief is, you know, a couple of people said, unless he com- completely comes out as an utter failure, there's no reason to move on from for a third round pick. But once you saw his play and his lack of being able to catch the ball from the pretty bad situation he was put in with his injuries and stuff, that uh, it was the right move for the Steelers to to make that in order to get that pick. Um, this is a great question from Ryan. Did you hear anything about Ben's checkup today? It's funny because I saw other people on Twitter saying, hey, today's the day we're going to find out about Ben. And I thought to myself, I'm like, you know what? Just because he has an appointment today doesn't mean we find out about it. I did not. And I've been looking all day and been ready to write something for the site. I even had to go coach my son's basketball practice tonight. And so I let Jeff Hartman know. I said, hey, if anything breaks about Ben's doctor's appointment, it's you for the next two hours. And uh, and we got nothing. No report of any kind unless something changed from the time I started this podcast. So unfortunately, that's something we're just going to have to wait to hear from. Ben has not been very open about everything going on with him medically, and he has that right. So um, Reginald wants to know if I do a mock draft. I did a mock draft last year with Brian and Tony on the Steelers hangover, and picking 32 picks in the first round, I think I won because I got five of them correct. Uh, the player I had the Steelers taking, <laughs> the player that the Raiders took in the top five. So uh, with with Colin Farrell. Um, but I'm glad that the Steelers did the way it worked out. Doing, I would have to do a two-round mock draft in order to get to anything that would be important to the Steelers. And honestly, I don't know the needs of the other teams enough. I don't know the college players well enough now. I mean, I'll know more after the combine to do something like that because – that's that's the biggest thing. It doesn't I complain that a lot of the national media have these crazy takes on the Steelers because they don't know any better. I don't really know anything about a lot of these other teams that what they really ultimately need. So uh some other people are saying, hey, if there's someone that they like on the offensive line that's available there in the second round, take him. Um, I'm gonna answer this one last question. 
um, from George Rice wants to know if I've watched the XFL yet. And the answer is yes, I have. I watched every game opening weekend. And then last weekend I, I watched uh, the, the DC defenders because that's the team that's closest to where I live. And of course they have Eli Rogers that I'm pulling for there. And uh, they look pretty impressive, so I'm I'm going to follow them and try to catch their games. And I did because I was available. Watch watch the majority of the the Dallas game to watch Landry Jones, who really struggled until the very end of the game. So I'm watching. It's football, and I'll be honest with you. I think it's a better product than the AAF was last year, but that's just me personally. And uh, I enjoy football, so I'm going to watch something like that. So bottom line is, yeah, I said it. The the time to rebuild the Steelers' offensive line is now. There's not a lot they can do in free agency to build it, especially with no CBA yet. If they get that next week, then the Steelers might have a chance to sign uh, not a top-tier guy, but a middle-tier offensive lineman to help out. Without that CBA to where they have the ability to free up more money, I don't see that happening, that they're just going to have to rebuild in the draft. They could maybe bring in a bottom-end guy, but if they're really bringing in a bottom-end guy, I don't know if that's going to be the answer. So I think let's go into this draft knowing offensive line, one or two of them, and more importantly, pick out a couple guys that you think aren't going to get drafted that you think have some potential, and make sure you land those guys and, and, and roll into next season with even more possibilities. So that's what I think when it comes to the offensive line. I'm hoping that's kind of in line with what Lance has. But I want to thank you all for tuning in and putting up with me tonight and my uh, crazy talk and calorie sap and things and mistakes like that. I hope that was hope that was the only one. And uh, just remember, we have a whole family of podcasts coming at you. Tomorrow you will get – a burning question. It will be Brian Anthony Davis is scheduled to bring that to you unless there's something that has to change. Sunday, as far as I know, I think you could get Lance Williams back for if if they're going to bring back the Homer and the Hater podcast that they had on Sunday that he does with Jeff Hartman that they debuted last Sunday. Um, I haven't been I, – I cannot confirm or deny the existence of that podcast on Sunday. If not, there will be another podcast at some point coming in there. Then you have uh, Brian and Tony on Monday. Uh, my brother and I back on Tuesday with the Stat Geek. Standards the Standard with Lance and Jeff on Wednesdays. Thursday, myself and Brian Anthony Davis and Jeff Hartman on the Steelers preview. Now, those are the when the live shows happen. Well, if you're looking for them in podcast form, they're available the next morning. And, and those couple shows that we have in there, like Stat Geek and Preview, where we do two shows, you could have one podcast in the morning and then one comes out in the afternoon. So I'm sorry if I started earlier than what you're used to on a Friday night because, like I said, we're on East Coast time. Um, I'm, hopefully that didn't hold people back too much. But uh, make sure you're you're checking out the website, BehindTheSilkCurtain.com. Lots of great stuff. Make sure you are pounding that like button, giving those great ratings on the podcast. That's the best thing you all can, can do to help us out. And I got to send you off in the style of Lance Williams. Make sure you tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. We'll see you next time. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.